Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. What was God's vision in creating the world? I believe it was beauty. It was joy. It was harmony. It was pleasure. What was God's vision in creating humanity? It was that the very spirit of God that created the plants and animals, the trees and bodies of water would live inside of humanity that the same spirit of God's very presence would reside inside of people. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 tells us that God formed man from the dust of the ground and that God breathed the breath of life, the breath of God's very spirit into the nostrils of man and that this is what gave humanity life. The idea is that the very spirit of God, the ruach, the Hebrew word for breath is the same word for spirit, would live inside of us. That it would be that spirit that would not only sustain life, but would give us energy. The breath that fills our lungs would be the breath by which we speak. The breath by which we're able to work. The breath by which we're able to take care of creation. To enjoy the beauty of everything that God has created. But we know the story of Genesis. And it's a story that falls apart pretty quickly. Because the creation, Adam and Eve, they want power. They want to be like God. They want to know the difference between good and evil. And so, seeking this power, they eat of the fruit of the tree. And from there, it's not short after that we see the hunger for power, it perverts humanity. Cain kills his brother Abel. And it deeply grieves God because the spirit of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God, the Ruach, the breath that lived inside of Abel was taken away. God grieves whenever humanity turns against humanity. Whenever one creature or creation turns against the creation, God weeps. God deeply grieves. In the last few days, the world has grieved and watched as the very breath of life left the lungs of George Floyd at the hands of injustice. His killing was not warranted. It was not necessary. It was hard for me, as I imagine it was hard for you, to watch that video for nine minutes as a knee was pressed down upon his neck as he cried out, I can't breathe. That was the breath of God that he was robbed of. The whole world is now mourning and grieving. As he gave up his last breath there, calling out for his mother, calling out, for air to fill his lungs once again, I was reminded of how Jesus died. Crucifixion is a death by suffocation. When Christ was nailed to the cross, he died because he couldn't 
breathe, and he cried out in his final moments, turning toward his mother. And he gave up his last. The Ruach and the Spirit of God, as it left the lungs of Jesus, God wept. The world is watching. The world is grieving. This week, we turn our attention to what it means to be the church. What does it truly mean to be the body of Christ, the people of God? And this week, our focus is that we are called to be a witness to the resurrection. The church is a witness to the resurrection power of God. And just as Christ was put to death by an angry mob, by the forces of power and injustice, God would raise him from the dead. God would create an empty tomb and God would hallow every grave, every grave for all of humanity, especially the graves of those who died at the hands of force or coercion or brutal power. This is our witness. Our witness is that love and life win. Our witness is that even though humanity can rob each other of our sacred humanity, God will never give up on creating new life. God will never give up on sending the Holy Spirit again and again and again. God wants us. God is beckoning us. God is calling us to be a witness to this story. The world's story is a story that's as old as Cain and Abel. It's a story that says might makes right. It's a story that says we need to dominate. We need to have ultimate power. We need to control. We need to coerce. God's story is not that story. God's story is a story of love. God's story is a story of peace. God's story is a story of justice for the oppressed. God's story is a story that doesn't buy into a single narrative for any one person. God's story doesn't label people. God's story doesn't lump an entire group of people into one category. Right now, our world is divided. It is the work of the devil. It is the work of darkness to divide us. To have the world make this into an us versus them. A total good versus bad. Now don't get me wrong. God wants us to stand for justice and peace. God wants us to advocate for human life. Why? Because this is God's vision in the first place. God's vision of humanity flourishing, of the creation of beauty, of joy, of walking hand in hand together, not knowing an enemy. But justice, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit falls upon the church. And the very first act after the Holy Spirit comes is Peter standing up before a crowd with a message for the world. This one whom you crucified, this one that was handed over and was killed unjustly, God has raised from the dead. Peter says, listen to me. Listen to this message. Love and life win. And it's a message for all people. Peter served as a witness to this resurrection. Church, our witness right now matters deeply.
And it needs to be more than just sentiment. It needs to be more than just words posted online. God is calling us. Just as God is calling people of good faith in every tradition, in every denomination, to stand up for love and life, to stand up and advocate on behalf of our brothers and sisters who have suffered oppression as a result of America's original sin of slavery, racism, white supremacy. These are not forces of God. These are forces of evil. When God looks down at the world, God sees this beautiful tapestry of people of all walks and all languages and all hues of the colors of their skin. God is not colorblind. God sees every one of our unique hues and God sees all of that makes us special as humanity. But God wants us to live together in peace. God wants us to advocate on behalf of those who have been oppressed for far too long. Peaceful protesting, standing against violence, standing up for those who have been stood on for a very long time. This is the call of the church. This is the way of the Jesus community. I'm in a doctoral program at Emory University, and one of the joys of this program is that I get to study alongside some really amazing leaders throughout the church across our country. One of those leaders, his name is Derek Mercer, Pastor Mercer. He posted recently online, he said to all of my friends who are clergy that are white, if you're worried about talking about racism or white supremacy and you're afraid of losing members, he said, there's good news. You might lose a member, but you won't lose a disciple. You won't lose a disciple of Jesus. His words struck me straight in the heart. Our witness needs to be clear. We stand for love. We stand for peace. We march peacefully. We advocate for all of those who are champions of justice. This is what it means not just to use our words as a witness, but for our bodies and our actions to be a witness to the resurrection. The early church faced persecution. The rest of the story in the book of Acts, it's filled with trials and tribulations. The disciples would be arrested. The disciples would be um, misunderstood. The disciples would be pushed out of certain regions because of the message that they championed, which was that God wanted the good news of creation, the vision of humanity to reach all people, that every divided, uh, dividing wall would be crumbled, it would be, it would be destroyed, that we could live together in peace, that we would stand side by side. So what is the work that we can do? Here's the truth. Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, we're uh, a 99.9% Caucasian congregation. We need to listen. I ask our congregation to be humble, to enter into meaningful relationship with other congregations and other peoples whose stories we need to hear. I think that we need to adopt a position of humility. We need to constantly be learning, listening to the stories of our sisters and brothers 
who demand to be heard. And we need to pray. We need to pray for our world and our nation. We need to pray for all of those who are afraid. We need to pray for upstanding and outstanding law enforcement officers who are trying really hard to keep the peace right now. We, we need to pray for peaceful protesters and marchers. We need to pray for common sense, for the world to see that violence and looting and more destruction ultimately just hurts the creation. We need to be the Jesus community. And we will fail, and we will fall apart, and we will get it wrong. But the good news is that God will never give up on us. When Cain killed Abel, God didn't give up on humanity. When the crowd and the authorities and the centurions suffocated the last breath out of Jesus, God didn't give up on humanity. God raised him from the empty tomb. God will never give up on God's vision for the world. God will never give up on you. But in the same token, God wants us, God calls us, God beckons us to be like Christ, to live and love like Jesus, to lay down our lives for the sake of the world, to pick up our cross and to follow Jesus into the path that is not easy, is not always comfortable, but does work towards that beautiful vision where every tear is wiped, wiped away, where all are gathered around one table of rich food, where all eat, where all have a seat, where all are heard. For the gifts of God are free, and they're meant for all of creation. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.